This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO's City of Literature. Well, for the remainder of the programme today, we turn our thoughts to things literary. Of course, we have Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival not far away now. And Victor Billow is part of it. Victor Billow, Dunedin-born poet. He's uh, worked in uh, communications, publishing, in the maritime industry. In 2020, he was commissioned by the Newsroom website to write a series of political satires and verse. His poems have been displayed in the Reykjavik City Hall and in Antarctica. He's, uh, of course, a published poet as well, and his collection, The Sets, was published by Otago University Press in February this year. Victor Billow's involved in a couple of sessions at Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival, and he joins us on the line now. Morena, lovely to have you with us, Victor. Hi, Jeff. Thank you. Good to be here. Victor, uh, one of your sessions during uh, this festival is a conversation that you're going to be having with uh, Poet Laureate David Eggleton, and uh, he was on the uh, programme with us just the other day, and uh, it was interesting, he 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 almost uh, described you as the uh, the next Poet Laureate in waiting, I think, something like that. <laughs> well, I, 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 a little bit of background on that, it's kind of like, a, I'm not sure, it's a kind of a, almost a little bit of a... In, in joke, because when I started doing these um, uh, poems for Newsroom, I got asked to do some kind of uh, political satires, and, and they're kind of lightweight, they're not really super serious, and I, I got jokingly referred to as the editor as the semi-official poet laureate, uh, a little bit of some stirring, I think, going on there, but it's, um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking any, any of that stuff, but I wouldn't take any of that too seriously. David Eagleton certainly is the current poet laureate, and it's a very distinguished position, and um, the, there's been a number of, um, you know, um, well, going back a, a couple of decades now, quite, um, uh, well, some of New Zealand's best writers, really, so, yeah, it's a great position for him him to have, and, and a well-deserved one, I think we all agree. Well, what he did do was draw a connection, at least, between your approaches to to your writing, if if you could see yourself in in those connections um, with him and perhaps others here in New Zealand and and even internationally, what would you say about the style of writing that is connected and and, and shares that common ground? Oh look, well I'd have to say that the first thing is obviously for someone um, like me, um, I I've followed David Eagleton's writing since I was a, I was a teenager, you know, which is like oh, thirty years now. And, um, you know, obviously his, I mean, I'd, I'd straight up say that he, he was one of, a big influence on me in terms of, uh, terms of his writing style, um, which certainly was something that inspired me when I was younger. And when you get a bit older and you realise you, it's time to start actually trying to have your own style rather than emulating people you admire. Um, I, I think it, it still influences me in the type of things I'm interested to. Like he's got a, r- a real public poet. He he deals with big things out in the world. You know, the world of politics, the the natural world, um, the world of uh, just human relations, and in the bigger sense. But he does it in a way using very um, fantastic use of language. I think, and I think that's the the thing that uh, David Eagleton really is. Um, is known for its fantastic grasp of language, which is humorous, anarchic, colourful, um, exciting, and um, yeah, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to be a, being able to grill him about all that, 
during our session at the um, Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival. Yeah, that's Saturday the 8th of May, 5.30 at the Dunedin Public Art Gallery, and uh, that is um, an opportunity to hear these two gentlemen in conversation uh, and talking about, of course, David's new collection, The Wilder Years. Um, now, Victor, you, you mentioned that uh, historical writing wasn't meant to be taken too seriously, but many, <laughs> many, many have taken it quite seriously, and, 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 and that is, that is at times, um, brought up a little firestorm of conversation online and elsewhere. Have you enjoyed that kind of attention around the writing, or has it had been a bit su- surprising to you? Well, look, I mean, there's some writers probably who enjoy kind of like just doing their writing and hiding away and so forth in some remote locale, and that's a great thing. I think it helps them concentrate. But uh, I can't resist um, getting involved in a in all the um, debate and, and controversy and stuff. It's part of the fun for me. But I have to say, I was absolutely amazed when I started doing these satirical poets. I used to write kind of... I used to be involved in, in politics more formally, more seriously, and... I'd write things and make contributions and things. And, uh, you know, people just still treated that, you know, oh, he's off on his tangent and no one listened to me. I write a funny poem about a politician and amazing. I mean, there's this wave of hate, kind of rage, concern. There's letters going to the editor. There's, people are really kind of fired up about it. I mean, not all of them um, uh, uh, against it, but uh, people quite like it, some people. Um, but there's a lot of people who really don't like political poetry or satire maybe in general they they just it blows their mind i don't know why behind the inherent humor in a lot of your writing is you know some very strongly held views you are you would describe yourself as a socialist oh definitely i mean and the thing is that's uh it's a weird thing in new zealand that people get very uncomfortable about it it's kind of like you know I mean, I think if you describe yourself as a socialist, you're, you're somewhere kind of like, you're well below Jehovah's Witnesses in the pecking order of where the people want to hear from you or not. I mean, but uh, for good or for ill, um, there's always been a, an uh, undercurrent of politics in New Zealand writing um, and perhaps less in other art forms, but writing definitely. And some of the writers I enjoy the most, um, going back to... R.A.K. Mason and Hone Tufare and, and, and writers like that, and even David Eagleton, for example, they have uh, political views, and they're often of the, the left. I think it just comes with having a critical approach to society. It certainly doesn't mean that uh, you all your writing's about that. It certainly doesn't mean there's not room for other points of views. But let's face it, we live in a society where we get a lot of written information poured on us which is simply advertising or propaganda. And, you know, maybe us poets and writers are just trying to kind of, like, fire back a bit to, you know, even up the balance. I don't know if we're having any success, but we're going to keep on doing it, I guess. Well, I am anyway. (laughs) It must be satisfying to at least see that there are conversations happening around the effect of the written word, Uh, you know, that you've got these forums to be able to to test the waters and to start conversations. Well, yeah, that's great. And, I mean, that's I, I've um, been involved, or not kind of... Well, I've been involved with the Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival, for example, since it started. And I, I stress that I'm not not in any kind of great central role. I mean, um, but I was just lucky enough to uh, know um, some of the people who got it started, including Alex Bly, who 
who got it um, kicked off and running and, 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 and all the people since then. So it's been amazing to see over the last few of those how it's turned into quite a, a big deal, you know, and even now we've got um, the, with the problems with COVID and obviously a much more local focus on this um, uh, forthcoming uh, festival in Dunedin. It just, I was just looking at the programme the other day and just going, wow, there's, there's actually just some top quality stuff here and all sorts of discussions about all sorts of issues and not all of them are, are political but there's political stuff in there definitely but it's just really fantastic actually and, and a real buzz to have something like this coming out of Dunedin and it's a, it's a boutique festival Jeff you know it's, it's like it's, um, it's small but perfectly formed and um, you know I think if anyone's interested in any of literature or any of the broader social and questions going around at the moment definitely there's there's a session there for you to come along at the um the festival that's for sure the second of the sessions that you're involved in victor sunday 9th of may also at the dunedin public art gallery 11 30 in the morning another free session and it's a posse of poets tell us about who you'll be with on that day and what you're hoping for from that session right now on that session there um now i'm going to just make sure that i get the the, the names right because here we go um, it's basically a, just a collection of local poets, and that's um, going to be. I, I've managed to kind of crawl onto the life raft. Um, they're all quite uh, quite well known and respected um, people of literature. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I am. Uh, Fiona Farrell, who's a who's a you know very well respected writer in many forms. Um, Rian Gallagher, who's who's a local poet, award winning local poet, and. Um, an up-and-coming uh, poet, Jessica Thompson Carr. So, um, and it's all going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be the representing the um, middle-aged white males amongst this lineup. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it'll be great. So, uh, four poets. Yeah. You've of course um, had uh, a, a, a book out this year, The Sets, published by Otago University Press. Um, what does the sets comprise uh, in terms of your work? Is it recent work or is it more wider than that? It goes back a little way. It's an interesting uh, book, if I, if I say it myself. Uh, interesting in the sense that it, I had self-published uh, books before, uh, several collections of poetry. So the sets was a kind of a... It, it was obviously published by Targa University Press, who are a, a, you know, a reasonably uh, serious publisher, as we say. In fact, I used to work for them. Um, I don't know if that uh, is good for the acclaim or not. Um, but that collection of poetry is a, comp- a, a bit of stuff from those older works, which I brought together, the best of it, I guess, um, in my view, plus a lot of newer poems. So that's a set. So it's fairly a reasonably chunky for a first collection of 64 poems in it so um but it's my first collection that's been published with a you know mainstream uh credible publisher and uh, you know it happened just on the right side of 50 for me so i'm kind of like you know i'm scrambling to catch up with some of these people who've been a bit uh, worked a bit harder earlier in their careers you keep a little eye on how it's being received critically yeah, look, it, it got received. Um, I'm very happy about how it got received. Um, I mean, I was happy that it got published in the first place, so even if everyone had condemned it, I, you know, they couldn't have dented that. But um, it, it had some really good reviews. It had a great review on The Listener. It had a great review on Tarkahe. It had a, um, it had a okay review in North and South, but they've, uh, you know, they gave me a whole page, and um, 
enormous cover of the book in it, which was fantastic. The review was so-so, but the, the guy thought it was okay. Um, so I'm pretty happy for a first run, I think, um, you know, it, it's it's gone well. And there seems to be, you know, there's a huge amount of poetry being published at the moment, uh, and, and lots of it is really good quality stuff, you know, both from established poets and people who are coming coming along. So... It's kind of an exciting time to be involved in it all, to be honest. Victor, I'm just throwing this at you now, and you might not be prepared for it, but I don't know whether you have a copy of the sets with you or whether you have any poems from it with you, because we'd love to take one from you this morning if you have it. Oh, well, well, I do. Um, I, I do. Uh, well, I, I could... I could I could grab one quickly if you I mean if if you've got ten seconds I'll just run down the corridor. Yes, no, you run, run down, down the, the corridor. corridor. <laughs> this is yeah, all. Yeah, this is it. We we poets we're very um we're very flexible. We're able to. Now, was there any one you were looking for in particular, Victor? You just surprise us, as I'm sure you love to do. Okay, what I might do is I might be really tricky, and I might read a brand new one. Oh, do that. Yes, a brand new poem. This is called, uh, um, it, it's going to take about a minute, I hope we've got enough time. Absolutely. Okay, it's called A Cool Escape. It's all about living in Dunedin in winter. you probably get that, though. <clears throat> it's true in the dankest joints of Dunedin winter, when short afternoons give up thin sunlight, I would go to the library and read magazines about houses, perhaps less houses and machines for living, as someone once said. Machines of the finest order. These houses were always photographed in Capricornian shimmer, half light, dewy, golden, no bushfires in sight, as if a neutron bomb had just gone off, because there's no humans or even insects. Just fleshy, subtropical fronds dangling, and funky angles. Green glass and icy sheets. Rooms you could walk into and sit down to pour an exotic subtropical cocktail from a discreet designer fridge in blue steel. Out back there's a pool and an awning that gives a cool escape because it's so warm, cool is a novelty. Who knows what the streets look like? They're hidden behind clever screens and fleshy subtropical fronds. There was no pathway from where I was to these dreams, but the pages of magazines were enough when rain battered the roof and light drained from looming hills. That's what you call a socialist envy of um, nice architecturally designed houses poem. I'm not sure if that's a new category or not, but there you go. There it is. Hey, uh, wonderful to hear from you this morning, Victor Billow, who's uh, part of two sessions during Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival. Uh, do check out the full and busy programme too. Uh, we're going to be speaking with Derek Morrison in just a moment. But those two sessions with Victor, uh, and that one with David Eagleton, uh, Saturday 8th of May, 530 at the DPAG, and uh, the next session, The Posse of Poets, Sunday, the 9th of May, 1130 at the DPAG. Go well, Victor. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on the Awesome Morning Show. Thank you, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.